Happy holidays, friends. It's been such a gift to share the podcast with you over the past few months. And thank you so much for supporting this experience. It's been such a joy to connect. I want to share a couple of things with you. I'm offering a chakra meditation in exchange for a review. So I know we've done drawings, but I also want to just honor and send gratitude for everybody that's tuning in and would love to receive this chakra meditation. So to receive the meditation, just send over a screenshot of your review to spirit and soul healing podcast at gmail.com. And also I'm so happy to share that I'm offering a holiday special for one-on-one sessions. So if you would like to have a personal session with me for an energy therapy experience or an angel and aura rating, you can find all the details and set up your scheduled appointment at amysakarski.com. But you're right. It's not like you're just reading people all the time, seeing things all the time. There's this boundary that you put up so that you can be a human. Exactly. So that you can actually be present in your body, in your experience, rather than constantly having everything come at you because that takes you away from being able to live your own life Mm -hmm. when i love that so much if you don't have physical boundaries you won't be able to have the energetic like and vice versa welcome to the spirit and soul healing podcast where we speak about all things related to spirituality soul level healing, intuitive guidance, frequencies, and much more. I'm Amy Sikarski, licensed vocational nurse, past life hypnotherapist, master intuitive energy healer, and a clairvoyant physical channel. Today's episode is brought to you in part by Spirit School Online, where we offer courses in energy therapy, free guided meditations, courses and information around learning to connect in with your spirit guides, and much more. You can find me at amysakarski.com and offerings at spiritschoolonline.com. Hi everybody, welcome to the Spirit and Soul Healing Podcast. I am Amy Sikarski and today I have one of my favorite friends, Emily Rose Wheeler here and Emily Rose is amazing. We got to spend some time together in Sedona. We had some very deep and healing and just loving conversations that I was just drawn to invite her onto the podcast so that you all can feel her light, receive some information as well. And our goal and intention is to help, to support, to provide some clarity for whatever topics and conversations come up. So welcome, Emily. I'm so happy to have you with us today. Thank you so much for having me. It's honestly a pleasure to be here and to get to spend 45 minutes, an hour. I don't know how long we're going to be together, but it's great to spend this time with you. Oh, you're so welcome. Yeah, so we were chatting a little bit and um, there's already so many fun topics coming up, but I wanted to just um, see if you could share a little bit about yourself with our listeners. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm a hypnotherapist and an energy therapist. I primarily work with self-worth, 
um, and offerings that have to do around building up our authenticity and really vibrating from a place of feeling deserving um, in all places of life, whether that be career, family, um, and helping people move into a place of truly feeling like they're doing what they're meant to be doing um, and evolving at a rate that they feel honored and blessed in. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can feel that. <laughs> it feels so good. <laughs> it just reminds me of times in my life where I was discovering who I was and really questioning, you know, the programming or the world around me. And do I fit in here? You know, all of these questions like, is it safe to be me? And actually, who am I in that way? So that's one thing I really love about hypnotherapy is we can target and get right into what's holding us back or where things might have started, like the origination moment and point of it. And so you use hypnosis. And um, do you also use other modalities in your practice? Yeah, so I'm, my certifications are in timeline therapy, NLP, coaching, regression, parts integration, general hypnosis. (laughs) and um and different forms in energy healing um so i i really like to originally i tried to parcel them all out and i loathed it because (laughs) i was like i have all of these skills i don't want to charge someone this for this amount of time and we're working with this thing when in that session i can be like that's not really what we need we want to be doing this Mm -hmm. so i changed my offerings to really like I have hypnotherapy offerings and energy therapy offerings, but if I feel they need to be put within, I've done energy sessions where, you know, in the middle, I'm like, are you okay with going into trance? Are you okay with doing this and vice versa? And I feel one that that always really resonates with my clients because they feel limitless in what I'm willing to offer within the time that we set aside to connect as well as really feeling as I'm honoring myself and my practice to be able to use all the skills I have instead of parceling them out in this like really, I don't know, I don't want to say objective, but like (laughs) it just feels disconnected. Yeah. It feels like I'm going through a spreadsheet of like, we do this for this and this for this when I can do all of these things Mm -hmm. together. And sometimes as you know, a client might come in saying they want this and then halfway through or even a couple minutes in, you're like, oh, I really think this would actually serve better. Either whether it's a technique or the reading that they want, maybe there's something that could precursor that that would really benefit as a foundation to help them in a future session mm-hmm. and having them shift things um, or if you can do them both within the same time period. But sometimes folks don't always know what to ask for. And sometimes if, if we don't fully know, if they book the session without doing a clarity call or what have you, we don't always know exactly what they're looking for. And so adjustments can be made. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I just really love this conversation and what you're bringing through because I go back to like when I first was looking into this kind of modality and world back in high school and I would have experiences with healers, you know, I'll call them healers. It's like, I don't really even have a label because there's so many modalities that we can use. So there is the term light worker. There, there's the term 
um, energy healer, Reiki master, a hypnotherapist, you know, there was just all of these terms. But when I would go see somebody, my eyes just got really big and my heart expanded. I was like, wow, look at all the gifts that you're bringing in. And it made me feel not only fascinated because, you know, as it turned out, this would be the work I would do. So there was that, that vibration to it. But as the recipient, it was like, you know, you just felt so honored. I always felt like so blessed and grateful that, wow, I came in for this. Like, let's say I came in for a Reiki healing, but I just received like three really important messages from my guides, you know? So to blend that together, I think is really like just so supportive and healing and it's authentic. It's who we are. So we don't need to hide pieces of our gifts behind, um, you know, but there's something to that about where if you don't know, like if you're a client or you're searching and you don't really know what you're looking for, it, it's nice to have somebody be able to feel and to read and say, Hey, I actually think that maybe this brought into our session could be the most beneficial. Um, because to that, this is really funny, but when I wanted years ago, like decades ago, I was looking for somebody to do a reading for me, but I didn't want a mediumship reading and I didn't really want a psychic reading. I was more looking for like an angel spirit guide reading. And at that time I would type it in on Google and like nothing, like hardly anything would come up. And so I had to type in psychic. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm like, okay, that that's kind of it, but not exactly. So, um, so it's interesting, uh, when we are trying to share with everybody what we offer, but as we can see that if they're open to whatever needs to present or come through when you're working together, then that's such a beautiful way that spirit connects us. And I had somebody yesterday that came for an energy healing, but their guides wouldn't stop talking. And I had like, apologize. Like, I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'm just like, I've just channeled for like 45 minutes. They had so much to say. This sweet woman didn't even get to ask a question for the first 45 minutes. I mean, I'm like, I was like, they have so much to say. And then she's like, no, I'm loving it. It's answering all these questions. Everything is exactly what I needed. And I was just like, so grateful that she was, you know, really understanding and, and accepting of it. I'm like, okay. And she said, I really didn't know what to pick like on my, on my website. So she picked healing session. <laughs> so yeah, to that, it's really nice for you to share with everybody how you work and what you blend and bring into it. Or do you feel that you have like a specialty, like a favorite kind of, I would say like offering in a sense of what they're working through, what somebody might be coming to you for? Yeah. Um, I would say it's so hard to pick. Honestly, I would, I would say like my programs, mm. like doing, working with someone, I love all of my clients and I love all of the different facets that they come with, whether it's a one-time session or they come in five times or what have you. What my favorite though is, is I have a six month program that's called Rooted in Worth. Mm. And um, with it is a recording library that I've made um, with different hypnotic sessions, I'll endure 20 minutes, and they go through parts integration, right? So like the part of you that might want to escape or the, the wounded child or your shadow, um, stepping into authenticity, different types of things for them to have outside of session. 
and then a workbook that I've created that kind of guides us um, week by week. But my favorite thing about it is that we're really getting into every facet. I really love seeing people be able to transform every aspect of their life. And so not just working on one single thing, um, but really digging into, are you aligned in your career and in your work, who you work for, the job that you do? Are you aligned in intentional relationships and in community? Mm -hmm. Are you aligned in your values and the things that really make you happy and bring you joy? Um, Are you aligned in your boundaries? Like really stepping into that full faceted self is probably my favorite thing because the outcome is always so incredible to see their entire lives like alchemize into this place of feeling whole. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, And building a relationship with them and really getting to see, like I never did sports as a kid. I was in choir, (laughs) like I was not, I was athletically challenged. (laughs) Any sport I did do uh, didn't end up going very well. Um, (laughs) But I think of like a coach, right? Like a coach sees, their team members throughout a season and they get to see them progress and grow and move through these stages and so i really like seeing that emotionally in people and also seeing how people go from being you know maybe maybe they have a hard time holding themselves accountable and then by the end of it they're like their own best advocate you know Mm -hmm. um what about you i actually don't know this about you what's your favorite offering that you like to do with your clients Oh gosh. Yeah. They're all so fascinating. Um, because I learn, so my, my approach is a little different, you know, when they come to me, we don't have a discovery call because I want whatever's coming through to be channeled, um, to, you know, to start. So I think kind of like what I explained a second ago, that always just kind of is, uh, fascinating to me when their guides come in and they just lay it all out there very specific and detailed. And sometimes I'm like, this is what they're saying. Like, I have no idea what this means, but this is coming through and they, they understand. So um, for myself, the readings, I like to do energy work too, but the readings are really fun because it can help people to really ground in the information or this knowingness that they already know. For most part, like they'll say, where did I come from? Or what is my purpose? I feel that you know, maybe this person and I had a past life together and then the information comes through without them even asking me the question. So not only does it help like confirm for them that, Hey, yeah, you're, you've got this, like, you know, (laughs) right. You know who you are, but then they will add in other elements to assist them. And I love in the reading sessions because, um, they provide information and context around whatever experience might be occurring And then also steps like, okay, well, what comes next and how can you best support yourself? And I do, I do like that because I think that there's a lot of commotion on the earth plane right now. Many of people have like uncertainties and anxieties and anything that create a space that's limiting their peace. And so I find that readings offer peace of mind, which then helps the whole body to relax. Right. So sometimes it's just a little bit of information, even if it's something we don't want to hear and we can feel a shift or a change coming. And we're like, you know, I don't really know that I'm down for that, but then it's confirmed. Then it gives them a space of like, okay, no more questioning. 
I just have to take some action items to support and stabilize myself. So I think the readings for me are my favorite just to see what kind of information comes in and, and to hear feedback on how it like really helped them get through something or clarity for a decision they have coming up. Um, yeah, it's, it's really fun. It's really fascinating. And there's a lot of aspects within the work that we do, um, and how we live our life as we were talking, like, what do we call it? Lightworkers, healers, <laughs> but how do we live our life? So I was curious, um, what your typical day is like, or some of your favorite hobbies or spiritual practices that really support you in this line of work. Yeah. So my daily practice, my regular like morning rituals, um, vary. And as someone who historically swings very far on the pendulum, mm -hmm. finding a middle ground has uh, always been a hard spot for me. And so it's always an intentional practice of, you know, I do really well with routine. However, if that routine becomes um, too structured, I then will buckle and I'll start to feel ex like it has to be an expectation. And then that routine that's supposed to be so beautiful and honoring and like nourishing and yummy turns into a have to and a to-do list. Mm. So what I've found in my routine to bring it from one side back to the middle is a routine that's really flexible. Mm -hmm. So waking up anywhere between 6.30 and 8, usually in the winter, it's more around 7.30, 8. In the spring and summer, um, it's 6.30 uh, because of the sun. And so I naturally just move a little and shift. Yeah. Um, and then my workday shifts with that, right? Um, and then that morning routine um, always has some sort of either meditation or self-hypnosis. It really just depends on where I'm at. If I'm moving through an up-leveling or a lot of blocks in my life, it will be primarily something hypnotic to look at, is there shadow here? Mm -hmm. Is there something that wants to be seen? Why is that triggering me so much? Where is that coming from? What within me feels um, there's lack for me to be triggered by that, right? Um, whereas if I'm in a place where I feel like I'm rocking it and everything is great and I'm really just working on um, balancing and stabilizing where I'm at so that I can continue high workloads and whatever it may be, that will really shift towards a grounding meditation practice, something with my spirit guides, um, something a little bit more, much more on like the woo side, right? <laughs> so it shifts from if I'm in a really stable place and things are just bouncing really well i'm up here a lot more in my meditations mm -hmm. and if i'm feeling like i'm kind of digging through the muck and i'm being tested by the universe i'm much more down here so that in itself shifts um but my meditation or hypnotic practices the sun is the one thing that stays certain and concrete and then around that i might take um, like a magnesium salt bath mm -hmm. um, and then a cold shower or um, do some yoga and stretching or journaling. And so I have different things that I'll kind of tweak in and out that feels good that day. And that gives me a middle ground of feeling like, okay, I'm structured, 
but I have room to move and flow and not feel confined. Um, And then as far as my spiritual practices, I'm a total astrology geek. (laughs) Um, I work with an astrologer year round and um, I'm always looking at like what's going on or what like uh, people in my family are things that might be coming up and I'm like, oh, they're having a moon year or like, oh my gosh, this is so connected to the eclipse and like <laughs> this in their seventh house. And so um, that really guides me a lot, both in my business and how I launch things in my business and also how I, you know, what my business is and what she expects of me with her own chart mm-hmm. um, and looking at how I can give myself grace. So, you know, earlier this year, during like Gemini season, there was a lot of looking at charts and realizing I can keep working at the rate that I'm at and I'm going to be like trying to walk up water. So I might as well just take a break and come back to this, you know, in a few months. And that also gives me that type of that direction of, even though I might want to work really hard, I can look at it. And again, right. Like you said, that validation of recognizing it's something we kind of already know. Mm-hmm. But when our guides or the stars or like a blueprint of our souls, which is what I personally believe is astrology, that humans have been able to like alchemize into something that's fine printed, yeah. um, helps me realize, okay, I kind of knew I should take a break. I don't want to, but do I really want to just push myself when this could be a great time to relax or mm-hmm. do more creative projects? Um so I do a lot of astrology, paying attention to moon cycles, how I'm feeling in moon cycles, and then I paint a lot. Um, so I really love acrylic and watercolor. I'm not great at a watercolor painting. Um, I don't know that I really have the patience for it because it's so much drying and layering. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I usually just do it for funsies when I'm like, I have 30 minutes, let's just like paint something messy. Um, but I really, really love acrylic painting. So those are my, those are my biggest practices. Wow. I love this because it's, um, you've shared with everybody so much that they can take into their own experience, you know, because physical, mental, spiritual, the arts working with art, color and paint is so, so healing. And also we can discover a lot because it's a form, it can be a form of channeling where you just let the energy flow through you. Your mind can go to a space that receives information or you're feeling this energy come in for some, I call it like quantum up leveling some codes, right? So it comes in from, uh, well, I would say wherever your soul (laughs) is feeling you would need this energy to come in. I used to do painting quite a bit as a teenager it's been a while very long while but I love it maybe I should get back into it so you're already inspiring (laughs) it's success (laughs) such a great practice and you're right I'd say 80% of the time I don't know what I'm painting Mm -hmm. it's very few times where I, I say to myself I'm gonna paint this and even that will shift a bit but the the context of what it is doesn't the other 80% of the time it is, I don't know what I'm painting and it's not till the end that I really can look at it and see things. And I've even gone back to things, a painting that I worked on for almost a full year, just slowly, you know, adding to and, and shading and moving stuff. Um, in some of the somatic work I had done, 
and in my parts work, I had noticed certain colors that represented certain feelings and actions, right? Mm. Certain cult, like the color purple that I used to love. And then I hated it for some reason for years. And I, the way that I painted it was like this constricting color. And then like gold was like my secure adult, the part of myself that is, or or what we would also call like a higher self, right? The part of Mm -hmm. us that's fully stable and foundational in who we are and can see compassion and love in everyone and everything without judgment or fear or anything. Um, And all uh, like five different colors that I had painted. And then months later, I had it in the background and I was working through with a practitioner that I work with and they had said, you realize those colors that you had talked about a few weeks ago, every single one of them is depicted in layering of like those baseline emotions of like purple being control and red being anger and like how they're depicted in this picture. I was like, that's amazing. Like my higher self was painting this. Yeah. And it wasn't until after a year that had, and, and months that it had been finished that I actually recognized my subconscious and my higher self were painting through that the entire time. And I didn't even make the conscious connection until later. So I think painting is such an incredible thing. And as someone who has struggled and is still unpacking perfectionism and what that looks like and how toxic it is, painting is a way for me to rewire that because Mm -hmm. when I used to paint, I would spend hours and hours, like 10 hours a day painting. And then by the end of the day, I was so angry because it was no longer fun. I was nitpicking at everything. And then I realized like I grew up watching Bob Ross (laughs) and my aunt learned how to paint from Bob Ross. She's incredible. Um, And so I, I started realizing that sentence of like happy. They're just like happy accidents. And I realized art is so subjective. Who am I trying to be perfect for? This is just for me. I'm not selling this art. You know, I plan mm-hmm. to one day, but that's not in my current like alignment. I'm just painting for myself. Um, so why can't it look any way it wants to look? You know, who's yeah. who's deciding that it needs to look a certain way when that certain way just makes me unhappy <laughs> and like <laughs> loathe this process that's supposed to be so beautiful and fluid and like gorgeous and yummy and i'm like making it into pulling like a needle out of a haystack because it's so challenging so i know that's not the case for everybody right some people everyone has a different type of creative process i think as humans we're also innately creative mm-hmm. um and you know like my husband is not a painter we've painted before together and he just does not find the joy in it that i do um but he loves cooking like you know he loves and he doesn't ever use like the spices as recipes like he just adds whatever he wants in the measurements that he wants and he does smell and taste versus knowing what's supposed to be there yeah Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a creative process, right? Or for some people it's music and sound for some people it's video for some people, it's just making floral arrangements in their home once a week or their garden or whatever it may be creating a sanctuary in their home. Um, so that's, that's one of my biggest, like I'm a very visual person. Um, but I think creativity can be such a beautiful thing in so many different facets, And when we as humans who are naturally really creative in this world of doing instead Mm -hmm. of being right and hustling in this capitalist culture where we're always having to push ourselves when we can step back into what creativity looks like in our own unique 
like authentic code of self, we find a lot more joy because we're, we're like alchemizing something, right? We're creating something out of nothing instead of doing. Right. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So many like just beautiful points came through with your share. Thank you. Yeah. When you were talking about your husband, I'm like, it's, it's his art, you know, cooking is it's art. You feel, you flow, you can tweak it like the tasting to make sure. And, oh, I love that. That's beautiful. And that just is something so important to share with everybody is it is individual experience. What makes your heart sing? What do you feel is therapeutic for you? And then the hidden, like we could say conscious messages that here you look back later and you see this painting was, it was communicating the whole time, something that you weren't really consciously aware of. It was uh, deep within and here it came through. So that's a beautiful part. I think um, I would feel to the healing process too. Did you like, how did you feel when you look back and you saw that and it just clicked? (laughs) It was such an aha moment um, that really, we have these moments. uh, Actually, I don't want to speak for everybody, but I, I know I have these moments and I'd love to hear your input on this of these little breadcrumbs of connection to self. Mm-hmm. and connection to like my inner world right like yeah. even in the parts of myself that might I have might have like locked away out of protection or out of, to be loved or to be able to fit into whatever the fuck this society is <laughs> that we don't right. fit into you know um and and when I saw that you know it was this like I felt like this little like up level of, oh my gosh, look at what is trying to speak within me in all Mm -hmm. these symbolic terms um, that I can understand. And now I wear purple again. I had all these purple clothes that I wasn't wearing. And I looked at that and I was like, okay, what does control mean? Right? It's a protection mechanism. What does protection want? Right? It wants peace and ease. Mm -hmm. So I have these two aspects of myself, my higher self, my like authentic self, which wants peace and ease. And then I have this part that's been locked away and hidden that wants control for the same exact purpose. Yeah. Right. So if I can help them recognize that they're, they want the same thing. One way of going about it is just way more easeful <laughs> for everybody and every part of me involved. Um, that it, it just comp- like completed this little piece that helps everything else build with on it, you know, like, um, when we when we come into certain gifts, some people are are born with gifts that never go away, right? Their conditioning in society, whether it's a ton of conditioning that they still manage to pull through, or whether they're encouraged to have their gifts, they always have these really potent gifts. Mm-hmm. Other people lose them and come back into them very slowly. And if they were to come back into them at full force, they might freak the fuck out, <laughs> right? <laughs> mm-hmm. And like, that's where we get a lot of people who end up, unfortunately, in our system being uh, discriminated against or what have you and things happening to them with medication, because they're seen as having an issue rather than what's actually at hand is that they have gifts, they just don't understand how to use them or or the right people to talk to to understand them. Mm -hmm. And so um, 
when we're coming into these little things, it feels like what, if we start out from these small chunks, each step is so pivotal in getting to like our up leveling, right? Which is mm -hmm. like, there's no destination for that because we're human. So I don't want to make it sound like, um, what's the word that people would say? Um, uh, like to be completely self-aware, completely conscious, or com there's a specific uh, word I'm thinking of. Um, you know what I'm talking about? Is it, well, there's so many words. In, yeah. Is it metacognition? Like, yeah, it's along yeah, those okay. lines of feeling like exalted, like you've made it. Yeah. Like oh, that's okay, not real. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> right? No, like, it's like it's always we're yeah, there's human. no end. There's no, like, <laughs> there's not this like leveling of like, well, we're gonna get there, and then the rest of our lives are gonna be easy. Like that's not part of the human experience. Um, but there are these steps, and if we take steps and jump too far, that makes it really hard to like our nervous system to process this. Right. And I felt like recognizing those painting colors in myself, being able to understand those parts, what they really wanted and how they can be fully integrated, gave me another step forward of understanding an aspect of myself and a medium for me to be able to channel through that I hadn't been aware of before. Mm. That was a really long explanation to get to an answer, but there. It is. Oh, I loved it. I so appreciate it. And you have such a soothing, beautiful voice. Like it's very calming. I feel like just a conversation with you is healing <laughs> in itself. I'm like, oh girl, if I have a stressful day, I'm going to turn this episode on and just like, oh my well, goodness, Amy. <laughs> better. Yeah. I just need to get one of your meditations, one of your hypnosis. That's what I'll do. <laughs> I will send, I will send whatever one you want to. I'll give you the list of library and you let me know what you want. And it's yours. You're so sweet. Thank you. Yeah. I adore you. Like, <laughs> you know, but I love listening to everything you're saying because I'm just like, you know, like light bulbs. Oh yes. Mm -hmm. Like I feel it. So yeah. You asked me how I would relate to it. I'm, I mean, I definitely resonate with all that you're sharing. And then you would say something and I would feel something else. You know, one thing that I was, that came to me when you were talking about the safety and like the boundaries and we can say, why were those put there? And do they actually make me feel safe? Or does it feel like I'm getting boxed in and this enclosure and I, like in my childhood, which I am very grateful for, I had a very, um, we'll call it like safe, protective, you know, boundaries that my parents put um, as far as like what I was allowed to be exposed to. And it really helped me, right? It helped my, my health and my development and my connection to myself to not be oversaturated from outside forces of the world, you know, thoughts and emotions, all the programming. I mean, of course there was programming, but it limited some of that. And then when I got older, I was like, you know, those boundaries aren't serving me anymore. Like I'm ready to step out beyond all of that. And so we take these spaces, you know, or these steps and this uh, transition into an expansion. So it becomes this thing of like, well, are they still serving a purpose and how was it put there? And do I actually feel comfortable in it? Or now do I feel like it's stifling me? And um, I'm going to kind of segue into this boundary topic, because as you were sharing and the boundaries popped into my head with the safety um, concept, 
I'm also feeling like in the energy world, like the spirit world, and even in our interpersonal relationships. And we talk about boundaries, you know, and what does it mean? Cause this is a big buzzword. I think that kind of is out there. And if somebody is new to it, they might say, what are you talking? What does this mean? Boundaries and energy and, um, boundaries and energy. There's different ways to implement it. But to me, it's basically having your own pure light in your aura so that you're not feeling the projections or manipulation or that you're not carrying the energy of somebody else that could, as an empath, make us feel very uncomfortable. Like you can feel that your abdomen, like your gut is twisting or your heart constricts because you're like, that's not my truth or your throat might constrict. And so boundaries can be established by us speaking our truth and also limiting our time in situations, like how much time do we actually give to a conversation that we're not in alignment with? How much time do we give in exercises or activities that we feel are depleting us? So it can be seen from different perspectives as in like protecting or setting a boundary so that others don't invade my space. But also what am I seeking or what am I inviting into my space? Like a personal boundary of, okay, I know if I turn on this TV, I'm going to get sucked into it for two hours. And I really, in my heart wanted to finish this like art piece or this project, or, you know, maybe you have a craft. Um, so it's these little choices we take too to know that, well, am I going to, am I going to be the one to really do what's right for me? And that's a discernment, <laughs> like that's a whole conversation we have within ourselves. But I would love to hear um, like your take on boundaries and self-care in that way and how, how it plays out in your life. I think you said that so beautifully. Um... Hi, I am so happy to share that we are coming up on the one-year anniversary of the audible version of my book, Activating the Starseed. When I channeled this book back in 2016, it was such a beautiful experience that was very personal, and I really didn't know how far my story and the channel messages would be shared. And now it's available around the world in print, in Kindle, and Audible. And I am so grateful. My heart is just so full from feeling all the love and the connections and kinship through these messages and I know that it has reached many of you at the right moments and I'm so happy that you were guided to it. To celebrate the audible version one year anniversary, I'm giving away three audio copies. To enter the drawing, please leave a review on any of your podcasting apps and take a screenshot send it over to me at spirit and soul healing podcast at gmail.com. I'll keep the drawing open through November and December, and I will be announcing the three winners below in show notes. Also do to do something even more exciting. <laughs> I'm so happy to share that I have a meditation for everybody that leaves a review. So if you would like to leave a review, again, just send over a screenshot. If you already have sent over a screenshot, just message me and let me know that you're interested. And this is a meditation on cleansing and activating your chakras. So it'll be only available here at the podcast as a special gift for 
my gratitude for your support. And I want to thank you so much. And I look forward to seeing you on the next episode of the Spirit and Soul Healing Podcast. I Boundaries is a hard thing for me to explain. Um, as someone who grew up without any boundaries and wasn't mm -hmm. taught to have boundaries because if I had boundaries that meant um, that I would say no to people mm -hmm. right and I yeah. I didn't have full like autonomy of like so other people needed me so if I had boundaries that put other people at risk yeah. so I up until like a year and a half ago I still lived by the statement of I have terrible boundaries and I actually thought about this a week ago, how I now I've had people tell me how recently, just in the last few months, how good my boundaries are. In fact, like how some of them might even be like over the top, right? That pendulum swing. Uh. <laughs> um, so explaining them is still a verbiage and a language that I'm learning to do because I can very well see it in the moment and know if someone's crossing someone else's boundaries or know what my boundaries are. So I really like hats off to you for being able to explain that so eloquently. Um, I think you did a really great job, especially from an energetic standpoint and recognizing the physical feelings we have in our bodies when our boundaries are broken, right? Mm -hmm. um, whether it's in our gut or in our throat or a headache, or sometimes our body might shake, everyone's a little mm -hmm. bit different. Um, so I'm going to do my best in the language that I have uh, to do so. Um, I think that the sentence comes to mind and it's been in my head for years and it's something that I practiced and practiced and I'm just in the past year and a half have gotten really good at like, uh, implementing. Mm -hmm. And it was either Tina Fey or Amy Poehler that said no is a complete sentence. Mm -hmm. And as women, right, in our society who are treated as second-class citizens and are always, like, no matter what we do, it's always wrong, right? Nothing we can do is ever really right or really truly accepted by the whole um, because of the systemic issues that we have. And I recognized one of my lack of boundaries for myself was over-explaining. Someone would say, can you right Me like too. Me too. Yes. can you come over tonight and it's like no i can't come over i have so much to do or i haven't i i i'm doing classwork or i had a last minute client or you know all of these things and the speaking i want to specify this there's a difference from explaining yourself because um you feel called to explain yourself right there's mm -hmm. a difference between knowing that like this person that you really love and respect and has always treated you with the utmost respect of saying i'm so sorry i don't feel good or i have anxiety tonight and i just don't know if i can leave the house that's very different than explaining yourself to appease someone else mm -hmm. one has to do with your internal like feeling of wanting to express your feeling and the other one feels like a need to express yourself so that the other person will accept what you have to say yes. and i would for so long explain myself away or back when i used to have chronic anxiety i would 
always make up excuses instead of just saying, listen, I'm not in good mental health today. Because that in and of itself, in my opinion, should always be a absolutely stay home, yeah. take mm-hmm. care of yourself, right? There, there, you no need to explain what's going on with you. You say you're not in good mental health. I completely respect that. Even, even if you say you have work to do, I completely respect that, right? We all have things and, um, and obligations to ourselves that we might need to filter and, and adjust. Um, but over-explaining is something that I no longer do, uh, even to people that I still in my family have some reservations around, people that I have strong trauma responses to okay. um, that make me feel small. I've really practiced with them because I know if I can say no to them as a complete sentence, yeah. I can say no to anyone in a complete sentence, right? Because their, object, their, their objective is to make them feel better. Mm-hmm. about me not showing up for something or for me not wanting to go to a family holiday, you know, yeah. Um, yeah. or to not come to a family event where I don't feel aligned in. And so just saying no of this year, I did it for family stuff. And I was like, no. <laughs> and they waited. <laughs> they waited for like 30 seconds to see if I was going to explain away yeah. why. Yeah. And they were like, um, okay. And I was like, yep, I'm just not going to be there. And I <laughs> felt like this like explosion inside of me of joy of like, yes, I did it. I did it. And it was great. And I feel so good. And I don't feel guilt and I don't feel shame. And this is what it feels like to set boundaries. So that's the best way that I can explain boundaries is when we're standing, like you said, in ourself, mm-hmm. in our energetic boundaries, in what feels good, in speaking up for what feels good, um and in recognizing what we're aligned with so saying no to people um and also respecting when other people say no to us you know it's not fair for Mm -hmm. me to say no is a complete sentence um and then for someone else to say hey i'm not going to make it tonight i love you so much for whatever reason let's catch up soon and for me to get upset yeah. that they didn't give me an explanation. It has to go both ways and to recognize that what we want, how we want other people to treat us um, and respect our energetic boundaries, our space, we need to be able to give them that same courtesy to give them their space and respect whatever their boundaries are. And boundaries change, mm-hmm. right? Our mm-hmm. boundaries around our parents might be different around siblings or around our friends or around our partner or partners, right? Depending on, on the type of relationship that you construct for yourself. Um, and they also could change day to day with that person, right? Yeah. Like your boundaries with your best friend one day may be different than your boundaries with them a different day. It's not this like set of rules that you have to live by. It's what feels most aligned with you in that moment. And as humans, we're always flowing and moving through different forms of alignment. Um, based on what life is throwing at us and how we're showing up for ourselves. Right. Yeah, I love that you share that. Um, And it's a perfect example. It was something that I absolutely, like I mentioned, can relate to. I used to over-explain because I would be like, well, I don't want to hurt their feelings. Let me share with them why. 
And, um, but now it's like, you know, this is what it is. And they, and they realize, well, they're my friends. They probably already know why like, they probably know that I'm busy because I've got this and that. I just told them like three days ago, I'm working on a hard projects or I've got family in town, you know, but on the other side of it, um, there was this thought that came through to me that, you know, if, um, if somebody were to say, no, I cannot, then like, for me, what would feel comforting is as a friend to say, okay, thanks for, thank you for letting me know if you need anything, or if you want to share more, like, let me know, but don't push it, you know, like I'm here for you if you need me. But yeah, it's like that respect of, okay, I gotcha. And we're still good. Like, I can understand that you can't hang out today, or this isn't going to work for you. And um, I think that, well, I know that part of what it was is just my upbringing and maybe a little, you know, the personality, which I think is really tied into that of not wanting to hurt people's feelings, you know, and that's, that's like what you were sharing. So when we realize that it doesn't always mean that it will like, <laughs> like that's yeah. my realization, like, no, they know you love them or they're a big girl, big boy, like they got it, they can handle it, you know? So, um, but that makes just the way that you expanded on it really, thank you. Like that just really feels so good. And, um, I was thinking about boundaries. There's a thing that I learned a long while back in doing energy work and mostly like with readings. And one of my mentors was saying, if you don't have strong boundaries in your physical life, you're not going to have strong boundaries in your spiritual life. And whoa, did that hit? And it's like, oh my gosh, we could talk in all directions of this, but, um, two things particularly one would be like what spirits are you working with like if you don't have set this is my team I feel comfortable with and that might even be like as a channel your higher self or straight source energy you know it's like that's who I'm comfortable with and that's your boundary right um and like one example that was given was that you don't really well maybe some people do this, but most of us don't leave our front door wide open all the time for like the neighbors to come over the passing by, you know, mailman, whoever the, you know, like the stray dog just come in your house, <laughs> do whatever they want. Hey, how's it going? You have food for me? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> oh my gosh, we have... that's such a good an analogy metaphor. I don't know which one that yeah. would fall under, but that's so good. Yeah. You wouldn't leave the door right open. Yeah. You wouldn't just be like, Hey, come on in. It's a party 24 seven. So in that context, we were like, it was coming home to us that, um, when you work with spirits and energy, like you say, I'm working now, or I'm not, you know, am I on the clock? It was, are my chakras open? This was mostly, I think this came through in a mediumship class. Like when they talk about departed loved ones, just wanting to pop in and give messages and as an energy therapist and a reader, it's like, no, I'm not, I, you know, like you need to ring the doorbell. <laughs> we yeah. need to set an appointment. I'm not always on, like that's another boundary, right? When we're doing work with our spiritual gifts, it doesn't mean we're always on. And I really value when I meet somebody new and they're like, so what do you do when I tell them? And then sometimes they will ask, or they'll give me this look and I just know what they're thinking. And I'm like, I'm not reading your energy. I promise. <laughs> it's so interesting that you say that. Yeah. Because it's not when we were coming back from Sedona, right. Um, there was so, I was channeling so much mm -hmm. that weekend that was coming through. I was also working all weekend. Yeah. So there, I was open all weekend to whatever was coming through. And when I came back home, I stepped back into 
my mode, you know? Mm -hmm. And I was talking to my husband about it and he was like, how often do you read me? How often do you, do you know things? And I'm like, it doesn't work that like, I don't turn myself on in when I'm not working. Yeah, you know what exactly. I mean? I don't, you don't see it. It is like this door that you shut. And when I am working, it's all, I'm always amazed at what comes through, especially because most of my clients don't actually know I channel. <laughs> so I don't, I always under promise and over deliver. I put down the baseline. And so in my energy therapy sessions, I, I put that I'm clear cognizant, but I don't put anything about channeling. Mm. And then in sessions, I'd say 80% of it is a lot of, I mean, obviously energy work, um, but there's a lot of channeling that ends up coming through about like, I start seeing these things and putting these puzzle pieces together. And I just talk about whatever's coming. And then I leave that session. I'm like, oh, that's so weird. <laughs> like, I, haven't, I haven't channeled like that for someone since, you know, because energy therapy isn't my main practice. So I don't get a ton of clientele from that. Whenever I get it, I'm super excited because it feels like this extra treat that I get to do. Yeah. Um, but you're right. It's not like you're just reading people all the time, seeing things all the time there's this boundary that you put up so that you can be a human exactly so that you can actually be present in your body in your experience rather than constantly having everything come at you because that takes you away from being able to live your own life mm -hmm. when you i love that so much if you don't have physical boundaries you won't be able to have the energetic like and vice versa right yeah. um that's such so beautifully said um, yeah. And if, if you don't mind, I'd like to add to that. Yes. Yes. Um, kind of going back and I'd like to, to bring this into both energetic world and physical world, going back to the aspect of when we're putting boundaries up with people, people and folks who do not respect your boundaries, who get mad at you for putting up those boundaries, right? Especially if you're someone like myself and like Amy, who learned to have boundaries and practice implementing them in your own life and, and really had to find that within. There are people in your lives who are going to reject that because you just set a whole new set of rules that they have never had to follow. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden you open the door, <laughs> you're showing up as a new person. And they're saying, who the fuck is this? You've <laughs> right. never expected this of me. You've never said no to me. You've never done this to me. And there are two ways you can go about that. One, energetically and you know, being of open communication saying, listen, I know that in the past I've accepted this behavior. In the past, I've wanted this and this and this. I'm moving into this now. If I, and so give like, if there's someone who's important to you, communication is always something that we do when we love someone right? No matter how hard it is, when we really love someone, we set up the boundaries and we communicate with them because they mean so much to us. Otherwise we just ghost them. I mean, I wouldn't, that's not my personal go-to, but that's, it's yeah. common, right? You just yeah. ghost them. Yeah. Um, and so if you communicate to them and they're willing to work on that practice, amazing. If they're not, if they continuously reject your boundaries, continuously cross them, make you feel bad and guilty, it's such a red flag to that they, you might, like as wonderful as they've been in your life, you may have hit a point with them where they're not willing to move with you into those next phases of life. And that's okay. Right. And energetically that goes the same way, right? If you don't have 
um, if you don't have those boundaries, like entities and things that you don't want in your field will come into your life. I have had so many clients who are surrounded by things and, and beings that are like basically feeding off of their fears, their worries, and, and their lack of boundaries to the outside physical and energetic realm. Mm -hmm. And so when you put those into place, you set those rules, not only for your guides that, Hey, I'm on the clock. I'm not on the clock, but for this clearing of your space and the preservation of your energy, your aura and your soul connection to be able to say, I don't invite that in. That's not of my highest good in light. And I don't need, I don't need this, <laughs> um, you know, sucking my life force out of me. Um, so that's, I think that's everything I have to say on boundaries <laughs> in our, <laughs> our long form oh of explanations. It was perfect. It was so perfect. And I want to share a little bit um, that's coming through. And I'm just like putting it out there. Bosco's snoring. My little dog is snoring. If y'all hear that in the background, that you're wondering, what is that? Yeah. He finds the spot, like, you know, um, comes into the room when he can tell there's something magical happening, a beautiful conversation, just snuggles right in. But um, yeah, to what you were sharing about entities coming in and setting our boundaries. Um, one thing that I'm seeing is like, okay, so we talked about having the front door open. Well, what if you don't have a front door? Like what if one wall is missing of your house, right? Like you would say, I keep telling them to stay out, but it keeps coming in. So that's where we would go into like psychic surgery, spiritual um, energy therapy, healing. And that's where it would be beneficial for if you want to do the work um, on your own, you do like a meditation to see, okay, well, what could be missing? Like, am I, do I have a hole in my aura? Like how's stuff getting in and then, um, or see a practitioner to help to find it. So, um, you know, we're taking it a little bit further, but what is it that could have, um, brought that around that misalignment anyway? And a lot of times it is some form of trauma. So we had an experience or we felt over and over and over again, like a chronic uh, situation would happen that would wear us down. So for somebody listening, that's like, I try, I try, this is my desire. I really want to say it. I say it. They don't listen. Um, our energy speaks volumes. So maybe that it would be like, okay, let's work on healing the chakras and the auric field and see how that can help. So people really feel that you mean business. Like they can feel when you say no, they, they feel it and they just don't keep walking over you. But I loved how you were sharing it. Sometimes it's like time to separate. Like I've tried to share with you multiple times that this isn't working with me. And I know we played roles for each other in the past, but I've grown now and I'm ready to take on this new, healthier way of being. So yeah, there's all these dynamics to consider, but the, the thing of it is boundaries are healthy and to respect others' boundaries and to respect our own boundaries. That's the best way that we can all work together because there is like a lot of lingo out there about, you know, we're all one in this like unity consciousness, which I absolutely adore. But when I see that, it's like, yeah, we are, we're like all 
woven into this beautiful tapestry of light or we're all notes in a beautiful harmonic song but I still have my like energy where I know what are my thoughts and I know what are my emotions I remember my frequency and then within that knowingness it's like and I feel so much love and I love this like connection of community and collaboration and frequency so quite a few things to think about there um yeah yeah, and I, I know like <laughs> we had some other topics too that we were thinking about visiting with today. So I don't know if anything else comes up for you right now. Yeah, there, so there's two things that come up and I think of, um, it's something that my, my Maha Reiki master taught me in my Reiki one, which is what's mine is mine and what's theirs is theirs. And like mm -hmm. doing this hand motion, right? And there is a difference between what's my emotion is mine and what they want to put on me is not mine to hold, right? We can, we can take things into consideration. We can always understand some like where someone is coming from, understand their trauma, their background, or their perception of the reality that they see, but we don't ever have to take it in, into our belief system, into our structure. It's, we have free will, right? Mm -hmm. So like there is that separation and that oneness that also kind of encompasses, right? That like duality of the world, what's mine is mine and theirs is theirs, but also there's oneness is the concept of under, that oneness comes into understanding. What's theirs is theirs because I see this in them, because I can understand where they're coming from, because I see the pain that they're in, or I see that they love me and all they want is the best for me and to protect me, but it's coming from a place of whatever it may be. That oneness is, understanding while also having the difference um so that's uh, to me like what came to mind yeah yeah oh my gosh well thank you thank you so much for um having these like really amazing deep conversation i really hope and feel that it can help support others that might be going through some of this right now or having questions for some clarity and so for our listeners, if you have anything to share about this or questions, you can type it below on the website in the comment box or send us an email or reach out to us on social. And to that, Emily, where can people connect with you at? My Instagram handle is mystic.rose.medicine and my website is mysticrosemedicine.com. Oh, it's so beautiful. <laughs> Amy, thank you so much for having me. It has been a joy to speak with you and you've just energized me for the rest of the day. I love these conversations. Oh, you're so welcome. Yeah, you're so welcome. Is there anything you would like to share with our listeners as we close? I think that this conversation opens up a lot of curiosity to explore. And that's one of my favorite things to look at is you know, being curious, be curious about the things that you dislike. Why do you dislike them? Be curious about the things that you love. Why do you love them? And so I think that this out of our many conversations today, there's a lot of places for listeners to be able to be curious, to find their own answers in what's creative to them. What do boundaries look like for them? What have they looked like in the past? What do they want them to look like in the future? And there's never a wrong answer. It's just about finding the answers for yourself. And mm -hmm. that curiosity always leads to wisdom. 
and places that feel true to you. So I'd leave it with that. Oh, so beautiful. Thank you. And thank you everybody for tuning in today. And if you enjoyed our episode, please give us the five stars, the thumbs up, <laughs> subscribe for notifications for the next one. Really appreciate and value your support. And we'll see you all again on the next episode of the Spirit and Soul Healing Podcast. Hi, this is Amy. I hope you've enjoyed the Spirit and Soul Healing Podcast. And I'm so happy to share with you that I'm offering a special for one-on-one sessions for the holidays. So this is going to be a limited time. And if you would like to sign up for a personal session with me for an energy therapy experience or an angels and aura reading, you can head over to amysikarski.com and find all the details there. I look forward to working with you and I'll see you all again on the next episode.